Take your Bible, if you would, please, to the book of Matthew, chapter number 16. Our theme this year is, I will build my church. And we're trying or attempting to preach some messages around that theme. I hope, by God's grace, this year we can come to the place to realize just how important the church is in our individual lives. The man who says, I am going to heaven and don't need the church to help me along the way is a man who I don't think really sure he's going to heaven. And so I, I, I want to try to uh, encourage and to enlighten us to the significance and to the importance of the local church in our life and how, how very important membership in a local church uh, for a child of God is of utmost importance. If I am not in church, I probably won't be reading my Bible very regular. If I'm not in church, I probably will be singing the wrong kind of songs. If I'm not in church, there's a tendency that I might be leaning toward the wrong kind of TV programs. Uh, the church is to help us, to encourage us, and to even sometimes rebuke us. And to kind of get us back on the right uh, path. So uh, this year, I thought uh, it would be good that we encourage and and just uh, reiterate the importance of the church. Look in your Bible, verse 13 of the book of Matthew, chapter number 16. I'd like to thank personally, I know Brother Jim and Brother Andrew and Brother Brian has already thanked everybody, but our folk just turned out and done just a wonderful job yesterday. Um, Christianity in action yesterday. Um, Christ-like spirit in action all over these properties. And I would like to thank all of you. And by the way, if you've got a t-shirt, please put $10 in the offering plate and designate it Preacher's Hunting Fun. <laughs> Just a kidding. Verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I the son of man am. And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Maybe he could ask us the same question today. In the light of our living, who do you say that he is? In the light of your giving, he might ask, who do you say that I am? 
in the light of our serving. He might say, who do you say I am? Answer that, that's somebody calling me, I'm sure. (laughs) Young folk, Jesus is asking you today, whom say ye that he is? And so, and Simon said, and answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, a little bitty stone. And upon this rock, a great big rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Our Father today, such a important theme. Lord, if the church is not important in our life, then you made a mistake in coming to this earth, dying in our place, and establishing the church while you were here for our benefit. If there's no benefit to the child of God for the church, then you, our Lord, has made a terrible, terrible mistake. But Lord, if we have pushed the church to a side and made it secondary in our life, and it is of significance to you, then Lord, the mistake is not in your part, but we have made a terrible mistake. And I pray today you would open our eyes to the fact of the word of God and show us today how important the local church is to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let me just right off the bat set the record straight for just a moment. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is not about entertainment. If you came today to be entertained, and you have not been entertained until now, put all doubt out of your mind, you're not going to get entertained by me. 10,000 comedians out of work, and I'm trying to be funny. Hollywood can entertain you. The church was not started by our Lord Jesus to entertain or to produce a better program than the one down the street. I say to you today, the church was not started as a popularity contest, or it is not significant in its size or individuals. The church is all about Jesus. Did you get that? The church is all about him And not about us. And I'm afraid, bless your heart, 
Kind of like I was reading this morning about a fellow, we use his book in our seminary on preaching. Haddon Robertson points out that one recipe for fried rabbit starts out with the injunction, first catch the rabbit. You do not need a recipe for fried rabbit if you do not have a rabbit. We are real good at getting our priorities out of position. We are real good at putting second things first and first things last. And we are in the business of getting a recipe before we have the rabbit. And we've done the same thing with looking for a church for our family to attend to. Now, what does the average church seeker look for in looking for a church? If you're here today and you're looking for a church, just tune us out. I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to these other folks. (laughs) But if you are looking for a church... And most of you are, since I'm still pastoring here. (laughs) But I got news for you. There ain't going to be no relief for a while. Got one guy voting for me in here. (laughs) In seeking a church, I would say that most generally, and I know there are uh, exceptions to the rule. But we're looking for what kind of activities does the church have. We're looking for events such as Hunter's Extravaganza, church-wide fish fry with no fish, watermelon hogouts. <laughs> well, that's the guy that voted for me. I'm not very, not very good shape today. We have, uh, we have evolved into the designer church business. A church that fits me. A church that fits my family. And I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen, we have absolutely began to boil the water before we catch the rabbit. Let me show you the kind of church this is. Jesus Christ is the founder and the foundation and the focus of a New Testament church. And please allow me today to take this text and pick out just one phrase. Verse 18, upon this rock. Upon this rock. Now the question is, is Peter the rock or is Jesus the rock? Is the church built upon a foul mouth? Cursing, 
wavering, doubting, fishermen, or is the church built upon Jesus Christ, the solid rock? And upon this rock, I, Jesus said, will build my church. Notice that verse, if you would, please. In verse 18, And I say unto thee, Thou art Petros, a little bitty insignificant stone. And upon this rock, Petra, a massive, huge boulder, I will build my church. And since it's built on such a significant foundation, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, please understand, gates are made for defense, not offense. Gates are made to keep people out, not keep people in unless it's a penitentiary. And Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church that's built on the right foundation. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it because that church will invade, break down the gates, and snatch souls from destruction. Now the church that's built up on Peter don't do that. They run around in their pajamas. Collar turned backwards. You say, you're being critical. Shut up a minute. I'm preaching. You're listening. You know, the one that killed millions of Baptist folks and tied them to the stake and put them in the arenas for the lions and the wild beasts to rip a shreds. Yeah, those are the guys who tied Polycarp to the, to the stake and burned him, the first Baptist preacher over yonder uh, in, in the Bible. Oh, yes, those folks. I'm telling you, a lot of folks think the church is built on Peter. I think they were built on Jesus Christ. On Christ the solid rock, we stand. All other ground is sinking sand. We dare not trust the sweetest frame, such as Peter and all these others. But holy lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is shifting sand. Oh yes, Jesus Christ is our foundation. If you're looking for a church... Where that some uh, charismatic preacher is the foundation of the church, joiner, you'll not get to heaven that way. But thank God that the foundation of the church is Jesus Christ. Notice Isaiah 28 in verse 16, the Bible says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion a foundation stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Thank God that Jesus Christ, the foundation of the church, is a precious foundation, one of great value. Bless your heart. The best heaven had to offer is our foundation stone. Not only is he a precious stone, he is a 
proven stone, tried and tested the foundation of the church of Jesus Christ is sure she'll not be shifted when the winds of doubt and whirliness invades her. She's sitting on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. You don't have to worry about the church that Jesus started. It's not going to fail. You say, well, I know some churches that's failed. Foundation wrong. I know some churches that just, I don't get excited in. Your foundation is wrong. You say, I'm looking for a church that'll light my shock. Maybe your shock can't be lit. I'm looking for one that can ring my bell. Maybe you don't have a clanger anymore. Maybe it's not the church you're visiting. Maybe it's you looking for the wrong thing. And you need to be looking for a church that Jesus Christ is all in all. He's the beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega and everything in between. When we sing, we sing about Him. When we preach, we preach about Him. When we go soul winning, it's all about Him. When we have family altar, it ought to be about Him. It's all about Him. He's the foundation stone. He's precious. He's proven. I was reading recently about the Union Pacific Railroad was building a constructors, constructing a trestle where that the train would go across this huge canyon wanting to test the bridge. The builder loaded a train with extra amount of cars and equipped it double its normal weight, pulled it out on the trestle and just left it there all day. Somebody said, what you trying to do? Break down the bridge? He said, no, sir. I'm just testing her, make sure it'll work. That's why Jesus suffered at Calvary. That's why they piled upon him all the loads of the sins of humanity and left him there for six long hours in the heated sun. That's when they bled. That's when he died. That's when they beat him. That's when they scourged him. That's when they ridiculed him and mocked him. And he passed the test. Tempted in all fashions such as you and I. And yet, without sin... Oh, the foundation of our Lord's church is precious. It's proven. Can you say amen? Amen. Oh, yes, it's proven in the same way that the temptations that Jesus faced were designed to see if he would sin. But he proved he did not sin. Jesus knew no sin. He was separated from sin who is holy, harmless, undefiled, and separate from sinners. Thank God there's no sin in him at all, John said. Satan has no claim on him because that's where Satan works in the realm of sin. You know where Satan gets you? It's not in your righteous living. It's not in your secret prayer cloths of praying. It's in the secret sins of your life. And when Satan sees one of them sins, he just creeps right in and takes advantage of you. For three and a half years, Satan looked for a crack in Jesus Christ's righteous armor. For three and a half years, he looked in every crevice. He tried every angle, tempted him in every fashion, such as you and I. And the Bible said, and yet 
He was without sin. That's the kind of foundation I want for the church of Jesus Christ. The one that I attend. The one I get to pastor. The one that I'm going to heaven from. I want a foundation. And Jesus Christ is my rock. If you're not looking for a church with that kind of foundation, you're in the wrong one. But ain't nothing, ain't nobody around here owns anything on this property but our Lord. You say, what about your Bible? He probably bought that if you get right down to the truth. You say, preacher, what's going to happen when you leave? Same boss going to be in charge. When you leaving? When the boss decides. I'm praying for longevity. (laughs) Satan has no claim on Jesus Christ. John 14 and 30 said, The prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. Dear God, I wish I could say that about me. Hmm? Jesus, if he was living today, wouldn't be watching TV tonight at 6.30. He said, I've been not, I'm not Jesus. Boy, you got that right. Not only is he a precious foundation, not only is he a proven foundation. Get this. He is a permanent foundation. You like that? The old man may go off the scene, but the foundation remains the same. Brother Billy and I and some of these old, some of those, no, Brother Billy and some of you older guys going to pass off scene one of these days. Guys been making decisions. Guys been rolling with the flow. Guys, it's been year. Guys, over the years, Brother Jerry Cornegay and some of these others, I wouldn't name all of you, but I'm afraid you'd get mad at me. It don't make no difference when we all pass off. Brother Terry Hayes, foundation going to stay the same. You got that? You say, I don't want to invest in a church that's going to be changing. You found one. My Bible said, meddle not them that are given to change. Meddle not with them that are given to change. You've got to have a new way, a new method, a new, a new deal, a new, a new gimmick, another something else, uh, new music, new, new, new. Oh, wait a minute. The foundation is the same. Amen. Precious, proven, and permanent. Dear God, Paul called him a sure foundation. You like that? A sure, nevertheless, the foundation of God stand a sure having this seal. The Lord know them that are his. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is Jesus Christ. Don't get sidetracked with all the flamboyant things that everybody's trying to use to build a church. You build a church today the same way you did 40 some years ago. You do it according to the Bible. Jesus said, The wise man buildeth his house where? Where? On the rock. Jesus said, I am the rock. 
He looked at Peter and said, now you're a little bitty pebble, buddy. You're the kind that David put in his sling to knock Goliath in the head. But the rock, I am the one who guided the pebble and did the job. Jesus says, I'm wise enough to build my house on the rock. Not on the shifting sands of this old world. Well, Daddy, should you be an example and follow our Lord and build your house on the rock or on the pebble and the sand of this old world? Well, I just like that other crowd's music better. Well, you'll have to learn some different music when you get to heaven. You'll have to leave your radio here. Well, I like the way they raise their hands and wave their hankies down at that other church. I'm going to make you happy. We wave them here too. See, I don't care if you shout. I don't care how high you jump. I just want to make sure you walk straight when you hit the ground. You understand me? I think a shouting would probably... Do something for this church. Probably make about half of us faint. I think a little excitement might just say it's half time. We're fixing to go into the locker room and and come out and do it again. But I, I want to share something with you. The Bible says, Jesus said that a wise man will build his house on the rock. And the church of Jesus Christ is built on the rock. How can you build your house outside the church of the Lord Jesus Christ if you're a saved, born-again child of God? You cannot do that. You say, well, uh, I've built four or five now. Let's go on. Moses said in Deuteronomy, my, he is my rock. His work, his work is perfect, just and right is he. David the psalmist wrote, he is my rock and my salvation. Again, my rock and my fortress. David said in 40 and verse, Psalm 40 and verse 40 and verse 2, he said, I cried unto the Lord and he inclined into my cry. And lifted me up out of a horrible pit. Out of the miry clay. And set my feet on the rock. And established my going. Put a new song in my mouth. And many shall see it. And trust in the Lord. My hope is built in nothing less. But Jesus' blood and his righteousness. The church of Jesus Christ. If it's not built on him. Is not the church that Jesus started. Paul sheds New Testament light on this permanent foundation. 1 Corinthians 10 and 14. That rock was Christ. Do you like our foundation? Isn't it a shame that we started building the foundation of the church on music? Well, I just get excited when I see the praise team 
None of them can sing parts. They just sing loud. And they sing 7-Eleven songs. Seven words 11 times. And we all get in it. But what do you get out of it? Isn't it amazing? The different foundations that churches have today. Well, never doubt the church that Jesus started, its foundation is the rock. Its founder, I will build my church. Not Peter, not James, not John, not the apostles or the prophets, not Wolfenbarger or too many more Wolfenbargers, not a Zorn as good an organizer as he is. Jesus Christ founded the church. He didn't start it at Pentecost because if the church was started at Pentecost, Jesus came to start something and left before he ever got the job done. The founder is Jesus Christ. I will build my church. And when he left, every member of the first church had been baptized by John the Episcopalian. John the Church of Christ. John the Interdenominationalist. John the outer denominationalist. John the baptizer. Now I don't claim that the church that we have today known as the Baptist church was called the first Baptist church of Jerusalem. But I know one thing, it wasn't called the first Pentecostal church of Jerusalem. Because not one of them guys spoke in tongues. None of them believed in the Holy Spirit baptism. Don't read where anyone was slain in the Spirit. And none of them were baptized to be saved. So I suggest to you, although we cannot trace the perpetuity of the name back to Jesus Christ, we can trace the doctrinal statement back to the church that Jesus started. Instead of us going back and placing a name on that church, let's bring that church to today. And I'll buy them some property across the road. And since we've got all these different abomin—I mean denominations, 
that church will have to take a name to identify its doctrine and its doctrinal stand. Move that group out of the Gospels. I know that one's for me. That one's reminding me it's time to quit. And move that bunch to today. Put them on that property across the street. And what do you think? Do you think they would be ashamed of their name and put it in little bitty letters down at the bottom so that you can't see it going 30 miles an hour down the highway? That crowd, to embrace the doctrines of the day, will have to put a name out front. And I'll bet you that Paul will not say and James will not say all we demand is one hour a week. Especially when Paul said present your body a living sacrifice. I'll let you determine out of the New Testament what name would be placed on this bunch on that lot across the street in 2012, to identify their doctrine, to be consistent with their founder, Jesus Christ. You say, I'm looking for the church of my choice. You ought to be looking the church for his choice. You said, I'm looking for a church that are seeker friendly. You ought to be looking for a church that is savior friendly. Since he's the foundation. And he's the founder. What time is it? Yes, I got to quit. And if he is the foundation and the founder, let me close with this. Jesus Christ is the church's focus. You know why some of you folk, Christianity gets kind of tired? You focused on Brother Gene. And I tell you, that ain't much of a focus. If you don't believe me, you just ask my wife. You can ask Jim in some of the staff meetings. We need to focus on Jesus. (laughs) What is your personal focus? It should not be Joshua Baptist. It about Jesus Christ. You say, how do you see that? Jesus said, Peter, who do people say that I am? The rest of you guys, who do people say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Notice verse 18. Big capital letter I, twice. Jesus said, I say unto thee, I will build my church. 
emphasis, focus. Jesus wants our focus in the right place. Not on us, but on Him. Not on what we want, but what He wants. Can anybody say amen? Kind of died on me. I told you I was quitting. You ought to be saying amen. Praise God. Shoot it again. Colossians said, in all things that he might have the preeminence. If you did not come to church today to please him, you, you just might as well stay home. If you did not come to church today to hear from him, you should have stayed at home. Because it's not going to do you any good. If you did not come to church today to glorify Him and to exalt Him and to love Him and to praise Him and to sing to Him and preach for Him, if you came for any other reason, you came for the wrong reason. Because He's our foundation. He is the founder and He ought to be the focus. He cannot be the focus when we have our own agendas. Individuals that are Thin-skinned and easy to hurt. Just come. Look like you had your ground glass for breakfast. And somebody spit in your post-toastage before you left the house. And you're just waiting to blow up in somebody's face. Because you got your own agenda. That's not what the church is about. Church is about exalting Him. Praising Him. Honoring Him. Loving Him. Ain't that what it's all about? The focus should be all about Jesus. Church is not about programs and money and power. It's about Him. And it's not about Him when people walk in negative and defeated and want to make everybody else feel bad. When Christ is truly the sinner, we will trust His promises and obey Him with joy. I was so honored yesterday. I drove all over the properties and I'd see somebody doing this and somebody did that. Brother Adam Lungford, he, he must have, my dog is bald-headed today. He's rubbed old Hammer's head plumb slick. And uh, I told him, I said, Brother Adam, your hand's going to stink terribly. He said, that's all right. Just kept rubbing my dog's head. Drove out here and Vicky and Terry and Schwartz family, Schultz, I'm sitting out there uh, playing poker there in the dealing. And I said, would you deal me a hand, please? And, and Vicky was all wrapped up. It was 85 degrees. She had on two Mackinac jackets and a hoodie, freezing to death, just serving Jesus and doing what needs to be done. Brother Burge was... A faithful trash jockey. I mean, he, buddy, he would slap you in the head with a trash bag. You know, get out of here, buddy. I'm emptying that trash. And just everybody serving God. I didn't see one person didn't have a smile on their face and doing it with joy. You know why? Because it wasn't their agenda. It was Christ's agenda. The Holy Spirit will work through us and in His presence You will sense his presence in us when he is the emphasis. We will see each other in a more positive light. Well, this old boy, he's a loser. Well, what made you a judge of losers? You being such a loser yourself. You know what we ought to put on every parking place in this place? 
reserved for losers. Because without Christ, we're all 100% losers. Our agendas won't work. Christ will see each other in a more positive light. And we'll serve the Lord with gladness. The Bible said, make a joyful noise. Come before his presence with singing. Isn't that something? Know ye that the Lord, he is God, and it is he that made us, and that we ourselves. We're his people, and the sheep of his pastor. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good. Anybody believe that? I thank God for the church. Everything I know about God, I've learned in the church. All the friends I have are in the church. The family, you're my family, that's the church. You're closer to me than my blood family, the church. If I have a tear to shed... I'll run to your place before I'll run to my blood family and I'll shed a tear at your place. You know why? Because you'll understand my tears. And you'll not judge me for my tears. And you'll not say I'm weak because of my tears. But you'll bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Man, I love the church. You know why? Because... Of its foundation, because of its founder, and because of its focus. Can anybody say amen? amen? Have you ever come to Jesus Christ and accepted Him as your personal Savior? The Bible said He came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's the church's purpose. Seek and to save that which was lost. Preacher, you sure went through a big bunch of work yesterday to have nine people saved. No, no, no. Jim and Brian and Andrew and those folks went through a lot of work. Because the church's purpose is to seek and to save that which was lost. Well, why did they do that? Because Jesus said, Hereby you shall know, all men shall know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Church's purpose is to get sinners saved, love one another, and endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in faith. The purpose of the church is not to feed the hungry, although we do. The purpose of the church is to reach people for Christ, love one another, be unified and dedicated to the task at hand. And all of God's people said, I just believe that with all my heart. And if you're not saved today, today would be a good place to get saved. Right here 
in this local church where Jesus is the foundation and the founder and the total focus. I'll bet you that Brother Woody could play some hillbilly songs that would get your feet to rub it. What do you think? But see, he's dedicated his talent to singing the right kind of songs. Amen? Amen. Did you hear that guy pick that guitar a while ago? I used to do that before I got saved. I got saved. God just took completely took it away from me. Of course, I never had it to begin with. I, I, he could probably be picking and grinning down at Billy Flops. Notice I didn't say Billy Bob's because I don't want to offend anybody. Billy Flop. Have you considered giving what you got using what you got for the glory of God in the only thing that he started on this earth, the only thing he's the foundation of, the only thing he's the founder of, and the only thing that he's the focus of.